Mark Cuban. Going against the norm and, and looking for people who had great ideas is, is really what I look for as opposed to individuals mentoring me. David Stern. Thank you. Those are very kind and generous words. I greatly appreciate them and thanks for having me on. Jeannie Bus. Thank you for having me. What a nice turnout. It's good to see everybody. Chris Everett. It was very interesting. You asked great questions, so thank you very much, Brian. Damian Lillard. That was for Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> Maria Taylor. Oh, thanks, Brian. I appreciate it. And your preparation shows you. Tim Howard. Well, I appreciate you saying I look forward to catching up with you again soon. Just to name a few. Welcome to Sports Business Radio. Now, here's Brian Berger. I've been doing this show since 2004. I've been working in sports for 30 years. I'm 51 years old. I've never in my life seen a week like this past week. We were on Tuesday, as we are every Tuesday with Sports Business Radio, and uh, I'm joined in studio by Brian Griggs. Griggs, this is the emergency pod. Yeah, it is. We, We had to do another one this week because... It feels like Tuesday was 15 years ago. Yeah, it does. Really. Like, I feel like I go back and listen to, we were talking about locker room access. Yeah. Are you kidding me? That's like, what's that? That's so old school. <laughs> we're basically all quarantined at this point. Yeah. This is unlike anything we've ever seen. We're going to bring on Sports Business Radio co-founder Keith Foreman in a moment, but Griggs, Let's just look at some of the things that have happened just since we were on the air on Tuesday. Yeah. So I think one of the the pivotal moments of this last week and really of people taking this a lot more serious was uh, on Wednesday night, I believe it was, when the NBA suspended their season. So we said all along, as soon as there's an athlete that tests positive, that's when everyone's going to go, oh, shit. Like... We need to really pay close attention to this because then it can spread very quickly. So Rudy Gobert of the Jazz was the first athlete to contract that we know of to contract the coronavirus. So then they put all of the Jazz and the Thunder players in the locker room. They test them. And the next morning we find out that Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert's teammate with the Jazz, has coronavirus. Then that night, Griggs... Even before the Donovan Mitchell test came out, the NBA comes out and says, we're suspending our season. And, Griggs, this is why Adam Silver and before him David Stern and the NBA are always the leaders amongst the sports leagues. They are decisive. They are courageous. They didn't wait around. They didn't have three weeks of conversations. They said, you know what? We're shutting this thing down. Because if you're them... There's a certain point that's liability, right? Like, what happens if this starts spreading throughout the NBA and all of a sudden you have dozens of players with coronavirus? But the other part of this is we need to lead by example. We need to be good global citizens here and do the right thing. Even if we play in front of no crowds, it could still spread. Like, let's shut it down. We can talk about this later, but Griggs, all of these decisions, it's going to cost these teams, these leagues – the people who are parking attendants and concession stands workers, it's going to cost everyone a lot of money. 
But at this point, this is a pandemic. This is the thing to do. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I watched so many me- so much media yesterday and Twitter and everything, and everybody pretty much is in agreement. I mean, it's it's horrible. It sucks. But it had to be done by all these leagues. And I think you're right. NBA being one of the big dogs, NFL or NBA probably the top two, once they made that call, all of a sudden, trickle, 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 and now we're here today where basically everything's canceled. Well, and what did we say on Tuesday and what have I been saying on Twitter? A lot of this is liability. So... General counsel for these teams, lawyers for these teams and leagues are going, okay, NBA set the precedent. They've shut things down. If we don't and something goes wrong in our league or our sport, boy, we are really liable here. So a lot of the lawyers are like, you got to shut it down. Mm -hmm. You you just can't take the risk because this is something that literally could kill your sport. So after that happens... Other things start to domino, right? So Major League Baseball cancels spring training. They say they're delaying opening day by two weeks. Uh, you know, look, I haven't been talking to anyone in baseball, but I'd be surprised if in two yeah. weeks they're actually having opening day. Um, Major League Soccer and the NHL, they announced they've suspended their seasons. Major League Soccer, 30 days. NHL more indefinitely. The big domino fell on Thursday, and that was the NCAA for the first time ever. They've been going since 1939 with March Madness. First time ever they canceled the tournament. And Griggs, again, it sucks for all of the players, the coaches, the fans who love March Madness. This was the absolute right decision because the thing with this pandemic is you've got to eliminate big gatherings and big groups. And if you have these state governors saying you can't have more than 250 people in a place at the same time, of course, it's over. (laughs) Even if you just have the players there, it's still, you know, this is something that it's a virus that really impacts uh, older people. So if you have, uh, you know, a ticket taker or a concession stand worker or someone that gets this, it could spread very, very quickly. So everyone's erring on the side of caution in sports right now. Uh, Griggs this morning, and this was like surreal when I saw this, the Masters yeah. has been postponed. And the PGA has been really interesting. I, I watched their press conference with their commissioner yesterday. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get too critical because I know I've gotten in trouble for that in the last few weeks, but... I just didn't understand, like, why are they continuing to play this? And then yesterday, at the end of the round of the Players' Championship, because today, Friday, they were supposed to start playing in front of no crowds. And all of a sudden, at the end of the day yesterday, they go, you know what? We're calling it off. And then the Masters comes out and says they're postponed. I'm not going to speculate, but I think something happened where they went, okay, we can't, we got to postpone it. We can't be the only sport, basically. Yeah. Where we're playing right now. UFC, and this is crazy. They're continuing. So, as far as I know, XFL has suspended the rest, or canceled the rest of their season. Players will get paid. Uh, NFL says they're, like, cleaning all their facilities, and obviously they're not playing games right now. But their calendar year, which starts this week, as we outlined in our last show, is going to continue. But... There's no one really playing. So if you're playing at this point, you're the Lone Ranger. (laughs) Your liability is through the roof. And you're really kind of acting irresponsibly in a way where you can bring big groups together. And 
I just think, you know, anyone who's shut it down, it's been a very costly and difficult decision, but I think they've done the right thing. Yeah, and I think the whole, just kind of the whole nation's vibe has changed, too. It's like people, we're getting, we're realizing we have a world without sports, basically, now. Right. So it's like, you're not holding a sporting event, even if there's no crowd, it's like, I don't know that people are that interested in it. Like, even if UFC, who's going to, you're more hunkered down, you're worried about family, you're checking in with everybody, you're not really into sports right now. It's canceled, it's out of your mind, and you're moving on to, how can I stay healthy? And Griggs, it's not just sports. Right. I mean, check this out. Disneyland in California, closing today, it's only the fourth time in the history of Disneyland that operations have been fully suspended. The other times, 9-11, the Northridge quake, and the National Day of Mourning after the JFK assassination. So Disneyland, I mean, they run on Christmas. They run on Thanksgiving. Yeah. They run every day of the year. And they're shutting down. It's crazy. And you look at Broadway. They're shutting down. The late night talk shows have announced they're shutting down. And it's it was for a while like, we're going to do things with no audience. Now they're just shutting down. Yep. So I will tell you this. I'm going to use this uh, time, and, and Griggs is going to help me with this. We're not shutting down. As a matter of fact, we're going to try and double down. Keep going, baby. Like, we usually do a pod that comes out every Tuesday. We're going to try and do multiple pods a week now because I feel like it's really important that our audience has somewhere to go to get the latest information and that we're really covering this closely because so many people are affected, not only fans, but the businesses think of employees, think of owners who have to pay employees. How about this week, uh, Kevin Love of the Cavs, mm-hmm. $100,000 out of his own pocket to pay arena workers and you know help those who are going to have no games to work for a long time. And we're seeing other teams, Mark Cuban, what leadership he showed yeah. this week. Do the right thing. I mean, it's hard because the first thing you think of is, oh, my God, this is going to cost me a lot of money. This is going to cost us a lot of money. But you have to be a good global citizen, and you have to try and do the right thing. And, you know, I I see people who are doing the right thing. And, you know, again, as much as it sucks to cancel March Madness, and I look at, like, Sabrina Ionescu, and we had said earlier in the week – the message that would be sent if March Madness was canceled. Well, guess what? If you're not taking this seriously at this point, and I got to tell you, I, I just drove in from dropping my daughter off at school. Thankfully, today is the last day of school before they pull them out of school. But there's a lot of people that are still out there yeah. and that aren't quarantining. And I, I, I'm never one to be chicken little and be an alarmist. And I always try and be an optimist. But Griggs, people better take this seriously. Yeah, I think, I mean, we're kind of the last nation that's really getting hit, getting hit by this. I mean, you look at the other ones. I mean, it's uh, it's proven that it's a dangerous virus. Let's just say that. <laughs> There's a roadmap. Yeah. I mean, start in China, Iran. Look at Italy. Italy. And, you know, they say, and who knows, because this is all uncharted territory, but we could lose a million Americans yeah. to this thing. And let's err on the side of caution and let's quarantine as much as we can. I mean, I saw Charles Barkley as self-quarantine. Yeah. Uh, it's scary. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there that still want to say, oh, it's fake news or the media is sensational. And I will be perfectly honest with you. Until about a week ago, I was like, eh, it's serious, but I think it can be contained. And, right. you know, we're not going to miss that much here. When you start seeing the NBA suspending their season and NCAA canceling their championships and 
everyone following suit, essentially, in the sports world, in the entertainment world, it is a big deal. And if you don't pay attention to this, you know, you could be a casualty of it or your business could be or you could be liable. So, you know, you really have to pay attention to this. You know, and you mentioned Kevin Love. And that is the good thing of something like this. When you see people like that step up in Cuban and there's others, we're going to see more of that coming out. Uh, That's the positive part that keeps you encouraged as somebody that you're sitting here like because it's so unknown you know everybody you don't know what's going to happen the next day every minute so it's cool to see people and like you said just be a good person be smart and help people when they need help you're listening to sports business radio we'll be right back after this when it comes to stadiums and the fan experience every sports pro knows wireless wins and when it comes to the best wireless technology for your venue look no further than boingo wireless Boingo is your wireless partner for the 5G era. Boingo is the largest operator of indoor wireless networks in the U.S., providing state-of-the-art cellular and 5G-ready networks that power amazing fan experiences. And Boingo makes keeping your stadium connected easy today and in the future. Thinking about CBRS or 5G? Boingo has you covered. Next-gen stadium tech like mobile ticketing, VR, and micro-betting are all possible with Boingo's 5G solutions that stay ahead of what's next. Here's another kicker. Boingo is simply the best connected experience for your business. Whether the NFL, NBA, MLS, or NCAA, Boingo helps world-class sports venues improve operating efficiencies, deepen loyalty with fans, and generate more revenue. It's a win-win. Boingo powers the connected experience at places like Soldier Field, Vivint Smart Home Arena, State Farm Arena, University of Louisville, and K-State, just to name a few. Kickstart your team's 5G strategy with a free wireless consultation from Boingo. Simply email sbradio at boingo.com and mention this podcast. That's sbradio at boingo.com. Our thanks to Boingo for their continued support of Sports Business Radio. We're excited to showcase how technology is changing the business of sports. Now, back to Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. All right, we're going to bring on Keith Foreman, co-founder of Sports Business Radio. Hey, Keith, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, thanks for joining us. Uh, I wanted to bring you on. Obviously, you and I have been friends, college roommates. I've been through a lot together, co-founder of Sports Business Radio. I was saying earlier, like none of us have seen a week like this, and we did our pod recording on Tuesday, and it seems like a lifetime ago with everything that has taken place since then. What are your thoughts? I mean, again, you've been around sports your whole life. We've never seen anything like this. Yeah, and I think for you know those of us that kind of live and breathe um, and think sports all the time, that's you know obviously the filter that we're we're using to to understand this coronavirus situation but i mean sadly i think in another week or two we're going to look back and sports are going to be the least important things uh from our minds as we understand how you know dire this situation is and you know a lot a lot of people use like 9-11 sadly as a marker you know for um, you know, did it happen pre nine eleven, or then things changed post nine eleven? I, I kind of think three eleven twenty is going to become a a major major date in the past and future of sport in this country, let alone other things. Yeah, that was a day that that things changed. We were saying earlier before you came on, like for me, 
It, it was real about a week ago, but when the NBA suspended the season and we saw Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell tested positive for coronavirus, that's when I really went, wow. Like, this is this is a big deal. NBA, Adam Silver, a very uh, innovative league, a very smart league. If they're suspending the season, it really sets the tone. Everyone else kind of has to follow suit, and, and they have to their credit. But to me, that was kind of the pivotal moment. I feel really bad for Rudy Gobert. I mean, look, if it wasn't Rudy, it was going to be someone else, right? Right. And that was it. That I mean, you talk about a tipping point. Holy smokes. I mean, that right there alone was was the marker. That was the key um, visual or news item or event in real time that people saw that started to make them think about this in different terms. For example, you know, my son's a freshman in, at, at CU, Colorado, and, uh, you know, had been told a few days earlier that there would be no more classes. Uh, it would be all moving to online. So in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, um, we're going to prevent, you know, students from, you know, going to a classroom environment, um, and yet we're still talking about Students from the same school gathering for sporting events on buses, right. on airplanes, in locker rooms, on benches, on the court, running up and down the... I mean, it just didn't make any sense. And the more you dig into, you know, how contagious the virus is and how people are contracting it, it just, from a sports perspective, yeah, of course we want to try to play the sports, but from a human perspective, it just didn't make any sense anymore. Well, I think you bring up a good point. Like, we had to go from sports and entertainment perspective to we need to start being humans here. And we need to start thinking of the bigger picture. And, you know, the other part of this, if you want to be cynical, is the liability. So I think the NBA set the precedent and they showed, like, okay, we're a well-respected league. We are taking this seriously. We're suspending operations. And... You saw what could happen in your league or with your team where one teammate could pass this on to another, and then God only knows what happens after that. So Major League Baseball, the NHL, Major League Soccer, we saw the Masters today say they're postponed. Like Basically, the sports world is shut down other than, at this moment, NASCAR is still racing in front of no fans. UFC, God only knows why, they're still going to have some of their fights but everyone else is pretty much shut down. And, Keith, like you mentioned, schools are shutting down. My daughter's school finally announced they're shutting down starting on, yeah. on Monday. It made no sense. You can't have big gatherings. You can't play sports. But we're going to send you know 3,000 people to the same school in close quarters. I think yeah. the human common sense element of this is starting to kick in. That's exactly right. And. You know, over the last couple of weeks, obviously, if you're an owner of a sports team or a commissioner or, you know, an executive at, at CBS or NBC, and mind you, that's the big daddy that's left, right? I mean, we haven't touched on the Olympics yet. Right. Um, uh, you know, you're looking at the economic impact here. And I think that's a real unfair uh, landscape. You know, there's the haves and the have-nots, and there's certain leagues that can withstand you know, a suspension of play. Um, and then, you know, there's situations where it's just so sad and unfair. Like, you know, the NBA can, 
can put a stop to the season and pick it up in a few months if they deem it health, you know, safe, um, and and hold the playoffs. We've seen player, you know, stoppages before with because of uh, contract disputes or you know strikes or that kind of thing. Sadly, with the NCAA, those are the kids that really lose out here. I mean, there's no way you can bring these kids back to play any number of different spring sport championships, you know, in a few months. The, the ramifications, the logistics, right? The, you know, it's just too complicated. And that's where actually, you know, my favorite pastime is to go after the NCAA. But boy, from a logistics standpoint, you almost have to give them a pass on this one compared to all the other leagues. Just so much stuff that's so complicated in trying to communicate with everyone in making decisions. Well, and Julian Scott, my friend, who I've known for 25 years, who runs the NCAA tournament, was going to join us uh, this upcoming Tuesday, and obviously she's not now. But, you know, look, I'm not making excuses for the NCAA, but a lot of it, if you're them, it's like herding cats. You've got to get the conference commissioners together. You've got to get all these university presidents together. So making a decision isn't as easy as Adam Silver saying, I'm getting 30 owners on a conference call. We're going to figure this out over the course of an hour or two, and we're going to get everyone on the same page so we can mobilize pretty quickly. The NCAA has a lot more cats to herd than these sports leagues do, but at the end of the day, I thought the NCAA got it right. Keith, something else I want to talk to you about that's really important here is I think we have to throw the calendar out the window. And when I say that, I'm going to give you an example. The NBA contracts run through June 30th, right? Like the finals have always been over by June 30th. So as an example, Mike D'Antoni's contract with the Rockets is done on June 30th. Many players are set to become free agents on June 30th. Because of the fact that play is suspended and there could be a season that goes longer than June 30th, what do you do now? Do you have to do contract extensions for a month or for three weeks? Do you have to say, well, we're going to honor that contract? There are player bonuses. I think we're in uncharted territory like we've never seen before in every sport. And there's going to have to be a lot of give and take here between players associations, owners of teams, agents. It's going to be a mess, but everyone's going to have to really work in concert to figure it out. Yeah, it, I was put. I was just kind of scribbling down a list of winners and and losers in this whole scenario. And obviously, everyone's a loser here. Everyone, um, but there's some r- weird winners in this mix. And I put lawyers right at the top of oh, of that absolutely the top. Because you know, and and what you just described as far as the NBA is true. Think about contracts as it relates to like bonuses for coaches winning you know, a conference, you know, or getting their team into the tournament, um, you know, scenarios like that. There are so many, there are going to be so many contract disputes yep. about, you know, and then eligibility. I mean, it's sad to think that a lot of your seniors that are graduating from, you know, within that they could potentially go on and, and play professionally, you know, should they be given um, another year of eligibility? Well, and uh, Keith, think about this, too. I, I thought about this when I saw the tournament got canceled. Think about the sponsors who are going to go to the NCAA or the NBA or the NFL or whoever and say, where's my make good? Or where's my credit? 
or I want my money back because the sponsorship I bought wasn't the one that was delivered to me. Now, obviously, these are excruciating circumstances, but I guarantee you those conversations are going to take place, right? Well, and you know, I'm no lawyer, but I've read enough contracts to know that there's a force majeure section right. of every deal, and that deals with catastrophic events, and this certainly you know qualifies. So you're going to see a lot of 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 big time sponsors and leagues and, and players and coaches and whatnot reviewing their contracts and figuring out you know what their options are moving forward. Well, and that's a really important clause that you brought up, not to get too into the weeds on all of this and lose the human element, but that force majeure. I mean, like, again, I'll use the NBA as an example. There's a force majeure in there where the owners don't have to pay the players. You know, it says if there's a war or an epidemic or a pandemic or, you know, some catastrophic instance, which this will fall under. You don't have to pay the players while games aren't being played. There's also even a clause in the NBA one that says the CBA can be tossed out the window, and now you're starting from scratch with a new CBA that you have to negotiate with your union. And, again, all kinds of things here. But, yes, at the top of the winners list, you hate to say there's winners in this, but it's going to be the lawyers because – the legal counsel for all the teams, all the leagues, all the sponsors. We haven't even talked about the broadcast partners, Keith. I mean, if you're ESPN right now or you're Fox or you're CBS Turner, you're trying to fill time because you thought for the next month, here's what our programming is going to look like with the NCAA tournament, the opening of baseball, NBA games and playoffs. It's a mess. So, And then I read right before we walked in the studio, a lot of studio shows like Fox Sports 1 has decided for the next week – no studio shows. So what are they going to do? Uh, and that's why, you know, you didn't hear this part. We said earlier in our in our pod, we're doubling down. Like, we're going to try and do this pod a few times a week because I feel like there's going to be a shortage of content and voices and fresh content that's out there. And I feel like especially during this time, we need to be a voice. We need to let you hear from other voices in the industry who are going through something that really none of us have ever been through before. Well, yeah, I think that's that's right. And, you know, this is uncharted territory. So we're, we're talking about issues that nobody really knows how it's going to play out. That, that's exactly right. That being said, you can imagine that a lot of the, you know, traditional sports outlets that we're so used to flipping on every night, whether it's CSPN or TNT or you know, Fox Sports or whatever, we're going to become very good uh, at sports history. In other words, you know, instead of watching the Masters, um, you know, live uh, upcoming in April, we'll probably be watching, I don't know, Tiger's first Masters victory, last year's Masters. Jack Nicklaus in 86. Exactly. I mean, right now, if I'm ESPN, you know, I'm, I'm kind of thumbing through my library of programming, trying to pick out the most appropriate you know, event to play maybe at its natural uh, time slot. Well, and that's what I suggested on Twitter with CBS and Turner. I said, give me the best games in March Madness history, men and women, over the last 30 years. Like, take me back to the Leitner buzzer beater against Kentucky in overtime. As we well know, the Bo Kimball left-handed free throws in that tournament. Like, there are so many great moments. Let's unearth those and let's play those and let's have, you know, Grant Hill and Dwayne Wade and Candace Parker and, and some of the people who are the talent 
give us their thoughts on those memories and, and those games. I think there's way to fill the time. And like you said, ESPN Classic, the ratings are probably going to go up over the next few months. But the media outlets are going to have to scramble to figure out, like, what is our programming? And, you know, again, trickle-down effect, sponsors... They were buying sponsorship. If I bought a 60-second ad during the NBA playoffs or March Madness, it's a lot different than an ad during, uh, uh, you know, you're showing me something that happened 25 years ago. Well, and the other interesting thing that's, that's happening, too, if you watch as much live TV sports as we do, is the program, the, the actual uh, creative of the ad is really inappropriate all of a sudden. Right. So, like, yeah. you know, this, this, everything's shifting so quickly that in the same evening that, you know, the NBA has canceled or postponed the rest of the season, you're still seeing promos run on ESPN for the game coming up this weekend between the Lakers and whoever. And then you'll cut away to commercial, and you're seeing all kinds of ads that features content that is not okay right now, given the rules we're supposed to follow regarding social distancing and hugging and kissing and and being on a cruise ship and oh god it's just just bizarre you know what we're watching in real time and how fluid it is if we're counting losers uh put mickey arison the owner of the heat at the top of the list because uh the cruise line industry which is where he made most of his money is going in the absolute tank right now so yeah you know anything that has to do with social right like sporting events cruises yeah. Vacations, hotels, flights, any of that stuff. It's going to take a huge hit right now. And, and that's my next question to you. And this is not really a sports question. It's more of a social question. I already feel like over the last 10 years with social media and with a lot of things we've already – and Griggs, you can chime in here too. Uh, we've already kind of moved to like not social isolation, but there's a lot more conversation via email, text, LinkedIn, social media, this is only going to bring that out of us more, isn't it? Well, I mean, it, it may be if you add to the – and we'll just keep this winners and losers list going as we do these pods, but maybe eSports, you know, which has often been kind of laughed at by traditional sports experts, so to speak, maybe eSports takes off right now, right? Yeah, if they can pull it together because, again, I'm reading the – there are certain things that are getting canceled because they don't want people in the same room and they, you know, people can't fly into things and stuff like that. But yeah, that is a virtual event where people can, you know, watch on TV or watch on their computer. I tweeted out the other day, I want to see the numbers. I know I have people from Variety and other entertainment publications that listen to this or follow me on Twitter. I want to see the numbers, Keith, starting from 3-11-20, that date that you talked about, for the next three months of Disney+, Plus, Apple+, Plus, HBO, Hulu, Netflix. <laughs> the streaming service numbers are going to go through the friggin' roof because people are sure. going to be isolated and they're going to want to binge watch stuff. They're going to want to watch stuff on demand. And I just think those numbers are going to really go through the roof in the next three months. Yeah, I mean, I've got my my list of shows I've been wanting to watch for a while, and I guess you know this is the this is the time. I mean, adding to that list of winners, obviously Netflix, Amazon, you know, are are huge winners. Purell, Kimberly Clark, um, but yeah, it's that's it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I guess 
human standpoint, and, and look, this, this is serious stuff we're talking about. And I know this is a sports business podcast, and we're, you know, I'm looking forward to continuing this conversation over the next few weeks and months. You know, but it's going to get way more serious, obviously, in real life. And that's where, you know, we, we kind of joke or talk, you know, about contracts and contract disputes and lawyer. But, right. you know, my hope is that the spirit of, you know, our, you know, our country and, and humanity is, is that we're going to actually want to pull together and help each other more than we're going to want to be grabbing for whatever we can. And, you know, already I saw a really, you know, nice gesture this morning um, with what Kevin Love posted yeah. about, yep. you know, wanting to give, you know, $100,000 just to the arena workers, you know, and Mark Cuban even mentioned that exact same thing the same night that he found out the the season was going to be postponed. So I think we're going to see a lot more of that, especially from these players who do have so much and realize that the the distance between the haves and the have-nots uh, is just so wide. Well, the other thing is this, and I think, you know, you read tweets from C.J. McCollum, who's here in Portland. I think this is a moment where a lot of players are going, you know what, this isn't going to last forever. I need to have other businesses. I need to have other interests. I need to really focus in on my family. Like, this is the moment where you reflect and you go, I see my athletic mortality and, you know, hopefully not real life mortality, but this is one of those moments where I'm seeing a lot of athletes really say, I'm going to start digging in on the next chapter and what it looks like when I'm CEO of my company or the afterlife of my sport. And all of a sudden, things like, you know, how much money is Tom Brady going to get from a team? And where is he going to play? It just doesn't seem as important anymore. Because, look, again, I don't want to sound like Chicken Little and and Doomsdayer, and and I'm usually very optimistic. I just get the sense from talking to people that everyone's being optimistic with, we're going to suspend for 30 days, and then it's going to be business as usual. I think it's going to be longer than that. And like you said, Keith, unfortunately, I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. So I think people need to strap in and live as human beings first and be good to everyone else and take care of your money and, you know, don't be irresponsible. And, you know, this is going to hurt all of us in the in the wallet and yeah, some and some more than others. Yeah. And this shouldn't be a surprise to people. I mean, if you're if all you have to do is, is look at what's gone on in other countries that are weeks or months ahead of us. I mean, obviously, China is a good example. If you just want to study, you know, from a sports perspective, how they've managed their pro basketball league and how long they've been shut down, you know, that's your your example for the NBA. I mean, what's gone on in Italy, I mean, we're two weeks away from where Italy is right now. All you have to do is read some of those stories to, to get a better sense of what's happening. And, you know, I think and I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to turn this into a political show, but you know, it has been interesting to watch how, you know, because of the lack of national leadership, you know, from our federal government on this issue, has forced, you know, decisions to be made at a much more local and regional level. And so, you know, we're left to see governors and mayors and and you know, league commissioners and owners, you know, be making very hard decisions without the cover you know, of a national, an organized national, you know, government message. Um, and then, boy, the, the one dude I've been really reading and following closely is a uh, the science and health reporter for the New York Times. 
a guy named Don McNeil Jr. Uh, so that might be one for our, our listeners to, to check out. He was on the daily yesterday, which is a great pod. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's so much information out there and, and I think it's really important, you know, as crazy sports fans as we are to really be balancing where we're getting our information, not just from ESPN or the athletic, but also from the New York times, you know, and other outlets. Well, and the last thing I'll say before I let you go with this, these are really smart people. I mean, Adam Silver is a smart person. There are smart people running these leagues, who own these teams, who operate these media networks. They wouldn't be making the decisions they're making that, again, are going to be very, very costly if this wasn't serious. So, you know, I got a text last night from someone that I respect, but, you know, he criticized me and other media for blowing this out of proportion and that the media has made this a lot bigger than it really needs to be. That is not the case anymore. And if you're not taking this seriously after the actions of really just the last three days, then you need to pay better attention. And, you know, I I fear for the results that could come your way. And again, I'm not a fearful, paranoid person, but a lot of smart people are taking this seriously, and you need to take it seriously, too. That's my message to our audience right now. And look, ultimately, if we're all wrong and, and, and I'm Chicken Little or Henny Penny, you know, or whatever, you know, screaming the sky is falling, then and I'm totally wrong, then guilty as charged. I hope I am. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Keith, thanks for taking the time to join us, and uh, we'll catch up with you very soon. Thanks, guys. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back after this. One word you wouldn't typically associate with a dress shirt is comfort. However, the folks over at Mizzen in Maine are changing this. Their shirts are incredibly comfortable. Mizzen in Maine makes dress shirts for men that fixes everything that's ever been wrong with shirts for so long. Their shirts breathe, stretch, and wick away moisture. It's like athletic wear disguised as a dress shirt, making them great for travel. They've taken the hassle out of looking great through wrinkle resistance and the ability to wash your shirts at home. No more last-minute ironing. No more after-work trips to the dry cleaner. It's a shirt that's worked for thousands of customers, including hundreds of professional athletes like J.J. Watt and Phil Mickelson. And guess what? Mizzen in Maine now is making pants. At long last, the Mizzen in Maine performance chino is here. Everything consumers love about the dress shirts packed into new pants. Business casual just got comfortable. I love my Mizzen and Main pants. It has the same breathability, superior comfort, no pilling. It's awesome. For travel, I don't have to worry about my pants being wrinkled when I take them out of my suitcase, just like my dress shirts. So now I'm covered. I've got the pullover. I've got the dress shirts. I've got the new pants. Go to MizzenandMain.com. Use the promo code SBR. Try out their new pants. I promise you'll love them. That's MizzenInMain.com, code SBR. Now, back to Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. We're back to wrap up this edition of Sports Business Radio. Griggs, uh, you know, this is such a fluid story. Again, we're going to try and do more pods. Usually we've been a once a week, every Tuesday. To me, I would love to do like Tuesday and Friday. And maybe we pop on if there's something just enormous, yeah. earth shattering. Little shorties. Yeah, little shorties that, that, 
happen, but you know, we're really going to try and be a resource for you. Uh, we're on iTunes, we're on Spotify. You can follow me on Twitter in between shows. I've been tweeting like a mad fool. <laughs> you have at SB Radio, and a lot of what I do as well is I just retweet. You yeah. know, what I mean, how many leagues, teams, brands have put out statements this week? I mean, this has been so. I do Sports PR Summit. This has been a week for the ages of case studies. Yeah. That we can discuss at Sports PR Summit probably from now until the end of time <laughs> about how this was handled. Was it handled well? Was it handled poorly? What could you have done better? What were the challenges involved? So many things. And, you know, like I said, there's no roadmap no. on this. Maybe, you know, the plague of long ago, and I'm not saying this is the plague, but like in my lifetime, I haven't seen a pandemic. No. I've never been isolated. I've never seen sports leagues and schools and Broadway and Disneyland and, you know, really everything is shut down and they're asking people to quarantine themselves and, and social distancing is important. So this is uncharted territory. We're going to try and cover it as best we can. We're going to try and bring you conversations with people who are going through this just like you are and just like we are and how is it impacting them and, and what are their thoughts during this uncharted time. Yeah, I think, uh, like Keith mentioned, 31120 is the new yeah. quote 911 date that's going to be one you remember. And, uh, yeah, it's crazy. That's the thing that's so weird is it's, it's uncharted. It's new for all of us, everybody. Because yeah. none of, none of us have been through something like this for the most case. So it's just, uh, it's so interesting to, it's fascinating in a way just to soak up what's going on. I mean, I, I was so hard to work yesterday. I'm just on Twitter refreshing every five right. seconds. Like, what's next? What's next? What's right. next? It's just surreal. And it, it kind of feels like an Armageddon movie or something. Like, soon we're going to be walking the streets. There's not going to be anybody out there. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's just weird. It's a weird vibe. Yeah. I mean, here we are in Portland, Oregon. But, like, I've talked to friends in New York and yeah. L.A. And they're like, it's ghost town. Yeah, and some of the so people weird. I follow on Twitter who are going to some of these sporting events to cover them, and they're showing pictures of, like, the Detroit airport in Houston, and there's no one in the airport. Yeah. Or planes with three people on them. And it does remind me, like, the event that that closely resembles this is 9-11. True. Because people basically just hunkered down. And I feel like we're heading in that direction. Again, look, we're not trying to make a mountain out of a molehill here, but the events of the last three days, if those don't show you that you should take this seriously, then you're not paying very close attention. So take this seriously. As Keith said, if we all look back uh, a year from now and we're like, wow, we overreacted to that. We were overly cautious on that. As long as more people are alive good. and, you know, this thing didn't spread to just epic proportions – then you know what? It's better to err on the side of caution, and I think that's what a lot of people are doing at this point. All right. Be safe out there. Pay attention to the media. Pay attention to us and and the latest news and updates because, again, this is a fluid situation. Things are happening quickly. Uh, You can follow me in between pods on Twitter, at SB Radio. We're also on Instagram, at Sports Business Radio. Be good to each other. And uh, we will be back with you on Tuesday. Thanks to our show staff, Brian Griggs and Josh Blank. Thanks to our friends at Boingo Wireless for powering our sports business radio roadshow. Follow them online at boingo.com or on Twitter at Boingo. For Brian Griggs, I'm Brian Berger. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon right here on Sports Business Radio. This and every SBR podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and your favorite listening app. 
Follow Sports Business Radio on Facebook, Twitter at SB Radio, Instagram at Sports Business Radio, and online at sportsbusinessradio.com.